Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Monday, June 21st, and this episode is brought to you by the Locked On NHL podcast. You need more hockey news, and Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the league. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps. Subscribe to Locked On NHL today, wherever you get podcasts. On this podcast today, we are going to take a look back at the Selkie Trophy voting from last week, where Patrice Bergeron was denied his record-breaking fifth win. He finished second to Alexander Barkov of the Florida Panthers, a very worthy winner. Uh, I I won't deny that, Uh, but there were some irregularities in the voting uh, that we need to talk about here on the podcast today. Before we get to that, let me remind you that we are Monday to Friday here on Locked On Boston Ruins for the time being, so please do smash that subscribe button so that each new episode will be automatically added to your feed for you to download, listen, and enjoy. If you could also rate and review, that would be very much appreciated. Uh, If you're on Twitter, you can follow the podcast at LO Boston Bruins. On Instagram, we're Locked On Bruins. And you can find me and my hockey tweets and dad jokes at Ian C. McLaren. Uh, Belated happy Father's Day to all the father figures and dad bods out there. If yesterday was a difficult day for you, I hope you're able to, uh, yeah, just find some ways to find some peace as well. Now, let's get into the Selkie Trophy voting. Like I mentioned, 25-year-old Alexander Barkov is the first Florida Panther to win the award. He was voted as a finalist for the first time as well. He finished with 780 points ahead of Patrice Bergeron in second and Mark Stone in third. Barkov said, I want to congratulate Berge and Stone for great seasons too. Good luck to Stone as well in the playoffs. He continues his run with the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, They beat the Canadians last night to tie that series at two. Those are two guys I really look up to, Barkov said. There are a lot of different players in the league I look up to as well, who I play against, but those two are really good players. So I like to play against them and see them play and take something from myself too. Now, as far as voting goes, there are five players that you can have on your ballot. The vote was conducted by members of the Professional Hockey Writers Association. You get 10 points for a first-place vote, 7 for a second-place vote, 5 for a third-place vote, 3 for a fourth-place vote, and then 1 point for a fifth-place vote. Bergeron finished with 15 first-place votes, 30 second-place votes, 24 thirds, 11 fourths, and 9 fifth-place votes. Uh... Barkov overwhelmingly had uh, 62 first place votes and then 16, 7, 3, and 4. But if you add up Bergeron's votes, you see that it totals 89, meaning 11 people left Bergeron off their ballots altogether. Now, we won't even get into the fact that eight people left Barkov, who was the winner, off their ballots altogether. But just think about 
having a vote for the Selkie Award, five players that you can put on that list, and you don't even put Patrice Bergeron on there at all. How is that even possible? Well, we know of one writer in particular who made that curious decision. Uh, That's Mark Lazarus of The Athletic. Now, first, I want to say I don't condone or support any, you know, harassment or calls for Mark Lazarus to be fired or whatever. But uh, his rationale for not adding Patrice Bergeron to his Selkie ballot just does not quite add up. Uh, Here's what he said on Saturday about his vote. He said, I was out of pocket when the Selkie was awarded last night. In the interest of full disclosure, my ballot. He had Philip Deneau of the Canadians in first, Barkov second, Joel Erickson Eck in third, Mitch Marner in fourth, and Mark Stone in fifth. Uh, there were obviously some comments asking where Bergeron was, and he said, Patrice Bergeron is a wonderful player, a first ballot Hall of Famer. He is not, however, the only two-way player in the game. Let's stop there. That argument does not hold up at all. He's not the only two-way player in the game. Nobody's saying that. The award, the vote is for the best two-way player in the game. And to suggest that there are other better two-way players is different than saying there are other two-way players in the game. Sure, we all know there are other two-way players in the game. Are there four better, five better two-way players in the game? Apparently so, in the eyes of this particular writer. Now, like I mentioned, he was getting um, some feedback from Bruins fans and otherwise. So he posted a longer thread uh, on Sunday to kind of counter that. He said, the smart thing is to shut up because there's no winning with people who get so angry about a prestigious but second-tier award that they repeatedly tag my employer calling for my firing. But you know me, I'm going to steer into the skid. And I always welcome civil discussion. Again, I'm not supporting any calls for him to be fired. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's worth taking a look at this explanation for why he did not have Bergeron on. So Boston fans are mad at me over my Selkie vote. First of all, I would say I'm not mad. It just doesn't make sense at all. As is their absolute right, I have hundreds of people in my mentions saying I'm seeking attention. Yay, more attention on this website is really what I need. Whatever, let's talk about it. Okay, sure, Mark. First of all, I couldn't care less about Bob Gainey's suddenly hallowed sulky record. That's been my favorite theory. I keep getting thrown at me like I'm gatekeeping the freaking Selkie for an old Canadian's forward. Get a grip, people. 11% of voters didn't have Bergeron in their top five, so I'm not some huge outlier. Uh... 89% did, so that's an overwhelming majority, I would say. And I hardly cost him the trophy. He said he's a great player. He was for sure in the discussion. He's probably popped in and out of my top five as I agonized over the ballot. This shit's hard. The bulk of the anger seems to stem from me having Mitch Marner ahead of Bergeron. Like Marner is some garbage player or something. So let's look at Marner's numbers. He gives a bunch of... uh, you know, picked out of pocket, fancy stats that don't really have much to do with the Selkie Trophy. Uh, I'm aware you can find a bunch of stats that say Bergeron's better too. There are a lot of numbers out there. So yeah, there you go. 
Ultimately, Marner's work on the penalty kill was a deciding factor for me. Killing penalties is a huge part of being a defensive forward, and Marner was great at it. If you have a problem with that, that's fine, but I figured I'd at least offer a rationale. Because we all know Patrice Bergeron famously does not kill penalties. Marner deserves a spot on the ballot. He was fourth on mine. Bergeron would have been sixth. This isn't some vendetta, some slight, some weird personal thing. Two great players among many. Both arguments don't really hold water in my books that there's, you know, more than one good two-way player in the league. We all know that. Mitch Marner given the edge because he kills penalties, as does Patrice Bergeron. The Bruins had the second-ranked penalty kill in the regular season. I would give the edge to Bergeron as well because of face-offs. Uh, he led the league in face-off wins and face-off win percentage. Uh, if you're talking about two-way players, that is a direct situation where you are battling with the opponent to get the puck. He won it 62.3% of the time, and that to me alone gives him an edge over other forwards who don't take face-offs. It's a battle for the puck on any given night. You win that many face-offs, uh, you should be getting more love in this uh, category than a uh, you know passing winger who may kill penalties. At 5-on-5, five five, Bergeron was better uh, than Barkov and Stone in terms of goals 4%, shots on goals 4%, unblocked shots 4%, Total shots for, expected goals, uh, and defensive acumen. So I would have at least had him in my top five. You know, Barkov is a very worthy winner. I had long ago said that uh, Couturier, Barkov were kind of the next wave. And those two guys have won it the past two years running. Uh, very well deserved. Uh, but to not have Bergeron on your ballot at all, you're just kind of overthinking it, trying to get creative for the sake of, uh, I don't know, clout or engagement. And um, it just doesn't really fly for me. Uh, again, don't condone harassment or calling for someone to be fired. But at the same time, it's still worth asking why or how you could not vote for Patrice Bergeron for this award. Uh, as it stands, he has four wins, uh, many runner-ups, many third-place uh, finishes as well, and more than likely he'll end his career tied with Bob Gainey for uh, the most Selkie wins in her career with four. Before we move on, let's talk about Built Bar. Built Bar has nine delicious flavors. It's the best-tasting protein bar out there. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the flavors, well, you're missing out. There's coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There's really something for everyone. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you will get two of each of the nine flavors. Now, not only are they delicious, but they're also healthy too. They have about 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and four grams of net carbs. Order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie or the mixed bag so that you can taste for yourself and find your fave. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15, for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. 
Now let's look at some potential Bruins uh, rumors floating around out there. Uh, at the moment, no real signings or news to speak of, but the Bruins are being floated around in some trade, uh, not discussions, but potential moves. And one of them is involving a 29-year-old defenseman that they appear to have been targeting, or maybe that's not the right way to say it, a 29-year-old defenseman that could have been on the move prior to this past season, and there were two destinations in mind, either the Vancouver Canucks or the Bruins, and that is uh, Oliver ekman Larson from the Arizona Coyotes. Elliot Friedman of Sportsnet reports uh, the Coyotes will try again to trade the defenseman. They attempted to deal him last fall, like I said, but he only agreed to waive his no-movement clause for the Bruins or the Canucks and no deal was able to be reached. Friedman said the two sides will take a different approach this time. The Coyotes will check the trade market. If they get a suitable offer, they'll bring it to ekman Larson, and he can decide if he's comfortable with it. ekman Larson uh, is on a pretty hefty deal, $8.25 million for the next six years, so that will make him pretty difficult to move. And... Therefore, they would have to kind of absorb some salary or take on a bad contract in order to make it work. This past season, he recorded only three goals and 21 assists in 46 games. Uh, That's a far cry from the 21 goals and 34 assists that he posted in 2015-2016, a career-high 55 points. Um, The fact that he is... 29 the fact that he has that hefty deal certainly doesn't make it very attractive from a Bruins perspective if Boston could dump some salary say you know John Moore maybe even a Charlie Coyle something like that then perhaps it could work but at the moment I don't really see that uh, being a thing that the Bruins will pursue if they're going to you know spend on a defenseman or invest in a defenseman I'd much rather target a guy like Alec Martinez who is playing very well for the Vegas Golden Knights in the playoffs this year Um, but yeah adding a guy with that kind of contract with that kind of term left does not really sit well uh, with me and I don't think that would be something that the Bruins would pursue but if it were it would require salary retention as well as taking on some uh, salary in return And I would float maybe Charlie Coyle's contract as uh, being that. Now, Charlie Coyle, it has been revealed that he was playing this season with a knee injury that will require off-season surgery. So maybe we can cut him a break for a pretty down season. But he does have five more years on a contract that carries a $5.25 million cap hit. Um, If his trend of play continues that could look not great in a couple years um so he would be a guy that i might look to to flip especially with jack stanica coming up if they can re-sign david Krejci, uh then they could be well set down the middle for the time being and uh, that could be a contract that only gets more difficult to move down the road now of course i do love charlie coyle and i hope he does remain a bruin i hope he gets that off-season surgery and he's recovered and he can be a contributing member to the team once again uh, but 
I'm just saying in the event that they do uh, pursue this with the Arizona Coyotes, that would be uh, an area that they could trade from. You know, you dump Coyle's contract, you dump John Moore's contract, still two seasons at 2.75. You get the Coyotes, you get the Coyotes to retain a bit of salary, and boom, you're ahead there uh, cap-wise, and you get uh, arguably an upgrade on defense on the left side. Uh, so that's just something worth considering. I'm not saying I'm fully on board with it, but it's a possibility that Don Sweeney could uh, very well pursue. Now, let's talk about Bet Online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online. The latest news, odds, info for all your sporting needs, including, like I said, baseball, the NBA, the NHL, and uh, UFC. Before the next event, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Head to their website, use your mobile device to sign up for a free account today, and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code LOCKEDON. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to league championships. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Use promo code LOCKEDON for that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, the Nets and 76ers have questions to answer. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow Locked On Today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Let's finish with some news and notes from around the NHL. I mentioned Vegas defeated the Montreal Canadiens in overtime on Sunday evening. They made the curious decision to start Robin Leonard in this one over um, Marc-Andre Fleury. And uh, Leonard had a great quote after the game. He said, I got here two hours early so I could watch you guys talk shit on Twitter to motivate me. Now, Leonard is a very good goalie in his own right. And he stood tall for the Golden Knights in this one. Uh, arguably a game they didn't deserve to win. The the Canadians outplayed them for most of the night, but they were able to get the job done in overtime. And now both of the series are tied at two here in the semifinals with game five between the Islanders and Lightning going tonight in Tampa Bay. A uh, couple of COVID concerns when it comes to that series. Uh, sorry, the Canadians' night series. Dominic Ducharme. He's hoping to return to the Canadians bench soon. He was diagnosed with COVID-19 and the general manager of the Golden Knights, Kelly McCrimmon, he was also um, diagnosed with COVID-19. Uh, if you missed the Lightning Islanders game, you would have missed that Pulak block to save game four for the Islanders. Ryan McDonough with a glorious chance uh, at the end of the game, but it was blocked by Pulak. Shades of Michael Ryder on that one. Um, so that should be a good series to watch the best of three to finish that off. I can't quite bring myself uh, to watch it just yet, but um, if you are watching it, then enjoy. Uh, Jack Eichel, it looks like he could be dealt sometime soon, and the Chicago Blackhawks have emerged as another suitor. Larry Brooks reports the Blackhawks are among the clubs with an interest in Eichel. Uh, he believes any offer from Chicago would include 
Kirby Dak, the first-round pick um, a couple of years ago, third overall, I believe, as well as the 11th overall in this year's draft. Other clubs believed to have interest are the Ducks, Flyers, Wild, Kings, maybe the Rangers, and the Blackhawks are also reportedly interested in Seth Jones, Dougie Hamilton, uh, so they are looking to retool, uh, and we still don't really know if Jonathan Taves will be able to come back uh, from his uh, mysterious illness that kept him out of this entire season. I think that's pretty much it for today's episode of Locked on Boston Bruins. They're going to be a bit shorter these days with you know, not much Boston Bruins news to discuss, uh, but I did want to talk about the Selkie voting today. Again, I'm not condoning harassing PHWA members who did not vote for Patrice Bergeron, uh, but it's well worth questioning, and I, I don't really see that, um, you know, logic holding up uh, on that end anyways. Uh, yeah, I hope you all had a great weekend. We certainly did. We went to uh, my father-in-law's house for a socially distanced outdoor barbecue on Saturday. Got to stop at my favorite cider place in Niagara to pick up uh, a case of that, uh, which was very delicious. And I'm looking forward to kind of uh, pacing myself over the summer and enjoying those as we go. On Sunday, it was Father's Day. uh, So I, you know, just chilled around the house, booked our second COVID shots, uh, got some time outside with a nice coffee and a book, some quiet time, and then enjoyed a, a meal with uh, with the family uh, before, yeah, watching some F1, Drive to Survive on Season 2 now. I did watch a bit of the Canadians' Golden Knights game and uh, hoping to finish Lupin here uh, in the next couple days we have two episodes remaining of that and then i'm not sure what we're going to watch next so if you have any show recommendations feel free to hit me up but that's it for today please do subscribe please do um, rate and review if you can and uh, very much appreciate all the support i know the numbers are a bit down like i said after they lost which is completely understandable i get that there may be a reduced appetite for hockey content uh, with the uh, you know the Red Sox going out there, the Revs, uh, Celtics news, uh, football kind of picking up, uh, everybody getting outside for the summer. But uh, you know, download the pod, listen to it while you're driving to work or while you are driving to the beach. It'd be very much appreciated, and uh, hopefully I can get some um, friends of the pod on here soon so that you're not just listening to me drone on on a daily basis. Uh, So yeah, happy Monday, friends. Be back tomorrow with some more Locked On Boston Bruins, and I hope you all have a great start to the new week.